Well, let's turn now to our message of the morning. And I'd appreciate it if you could turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 4 in your Bible. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. All right. Our theme today, our theme is preventing and overcoming discouragement. Preventing and overcoming discouragement. And this is part three, part three. I've shared part one and part two with you over a period of time, and we come to part three, and I'll probably have a part four down the road sometime. Just as a little review here, to begin with, uh, in part one, those of you who were here, in part one, I, I said to us, remember, here are some of the truths out of 2 Corinthians chapter 4 that can assist us to prevent and overcome discouragement. Uh, we talked about how, number one, remember how much God loves you and how merciful God has been towards you. All right? That was the first truth that can help all of us in dealing with this issue. Then secondly... I talked about how we need to keep focused, keep focused on the fact that God has work for you to do and for me. God has a ministry for you to carry out. And again, we derive that truth from 2 Corinthians 4, uh, verse 1. Then thirdly, we discovered this other truth, and that is, Live an honest life. Live an honest life. Be honest with yourself and with God and live with integrity. We spoke of how this can assist all of us to, uh, to prevent and overcome discouragement. And then fourth, the scripture reminded us to remember that God will not abandon you. God will not abandon us. Amen? All right. Then in the second message, in part two, again from 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 4, we talked about how, number one, we need to understand, accept, and live within your limitations, within my limitations as well, of course, uh, and that, that truth came out of verse 7 of 2 Corinthians 4, where it says, We now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile, fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God, not from ourselves. And I talked there about how the fact that uh, clay jars are fragile, right? Clay jars are fragile. If you drop them, they break. They broke in Jesus' day. They would break today. Clay jars, in other words, have, have limitations. And so do you, and so do you, and so do you viewers, and so do I. We all have limitations. And in that message, I reminded us to, uh, to live, live with, within your physical limitations to begin with, Right? Uh, I talked about how I, I, you know, I've always had, and you have, physical limitations that we, we have to be aware of and live within. And then we talked about how we need to live within, within, 
within your gifting limitations, and then thirdly, live within your financial limitations. Okay? All right. And then uh, in the second major truth in that second message, we talked about how we should use. Use your pain to help other people. The Apostle Paul said in verses 8 and 9, he said, We are perplexed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. We are not destroyed. And uh, the Apostle Paul went, went through a lot, of, a lot of hardships. For example, in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, he, uh, he said this. He said, chapter 11, verse uh, 20, uh, where, where am I here? Yes, beginning in verse 23. He says, I have worked harder, been put in prison more often, been whipped times without number, and faced death again and again. Five different times the Jewish leaders gave me 39 lashes. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. Once I spent a whole night and a day adrift at sea. I have traveled on many long journeys. I have faced danger from rivers and from robbers. I have faced danger from my own people, the Jews as well as from the Gentiles. I have faced danger in the cities, in the deserts, and on the seas. And I have faced danger from men who claim to be believers but are not. I have worked hard and long, enduring many sleepless nights. I have been hungry and thirsty and have often gone without food. I have shivered in the cold without enough uh, clothing to keep me warm. And so there he talks about the, the hardships he has gone through. Now, why? Why did the Apostle Paul uh, put up with all that pain and all those problems? Why? Well, his answer is given to us in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 15, where he says this. He says, all of this is for your benefit. That's what he says. He says, all that's happened to me, all the pain, all the agony has been for your benefit. My friends, I went on to say that when you use your pain to help other people, it, it helps you. It helps you to prevent and to overcome discouragement. All right? So, today now, we, we come to part three. Part three in this series. Preventing and overcoming discouragement. All right? So, here's the first truth I want you to think upon with me today. First truth that we discover from 2 Corinthians 4 is this. Take time. Take time and find ways to renew and refresh yourself. I want you to read it with me from the screen, okay? Say it. Take time and find ways to renew or refresh yourself. Now this truth comes from verse 16. Verse 16 says, That is why, that is why we never give up. 
Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. Every day. All right. He says our spirits are being renewed every day. My friends, you and I, whether we're younger or older, have to find ways to renew and refresh ourselves to help prevent and overcome discouragement. Notice that Paul says in verse 16, our spirits are being renewed every day. Well, what are, think about it, what are some of the ways in which you and I can be renewed every day or at least regularly? What are some of the ways? Well, let's think about some of the ways by which we can be renewed spiritually. Let's talk about spiritual renewal. All right? You and I can be, I believe, spiritually renewed by, for instance, joining us for our Sunday morning services in person or online week, week by week. And we can be renewed by reading our Bible and, and praying every day, whether it's a short prayer or a long prayer. A lot of people find it helpful uh, using a devotional booklet. Devotional booklet. And we order, we order a lot of wonderful devotional booklets which we distribute here at Rosewood Church of the Nazarene every three months, okay? And we have some more. There are some left from this last uh, delivery. There are some out on the foyer tables. If you would like to pick one up after church today, a lot of you have already picked up your devotional booklets for this fall, but if you haven't, you can pick it up after church today. Those of you watching online, you can drop by the church this afternoon uh, from 3 to 5 and, uh, and get one, and we can also have a little visit together, all right? Uh, as well, in addition to the devotional booklets that we give out free of charge, I mean, we pay for them as a church, of course, um, in addition to those devotional booklets, you can, you can buy or order online uh, and find other devotional booklets that are good, that are available from different resources, different organizations. And as we read, as we read God's word and pray, I believe we will experience Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16. I believe we will experience more and more the truth found in Ephesians 3, verse 16. Why don't you read it? Let's read it in unison. Those of you here in the sanctuary, viewers, you read it in your living room or wherever you're watching from. Let's read it out loud, okay? I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Okay, read it again. Come on now. You can be much louder than that. Much louder here in the sanctuary, all right? Read it and think about the beautiful truth contained. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Oh, much better. Way to go. Much better. All right. All right. All right. Now, 
There are many other ways by which you can be renewed spiritually, such as by listening, listening to good Christian music, such as by listening to other Bible preaching from various ministers on the internet, on the television, on podcasts, on radio, uh, on CDs, whatever. You can also be enriched by being a part of one of, our, one of our small groups or Bible studies that currently meet by, by Zoom. Our small groups and other Bible studies have, have started up or are in the process of starting up. And I was just so, uh, so blessed this week to learn that, that Greta Miller's Bible class on Monday evenings just started up, just started up, and uh, 22 people were online there as the group got started up once again. All right? And then there are others that have started up and uh, more are, are, are beginning this coming week or so. And, and so you can be blessed and helped by, by these small groups and the Bible classes. And you can also be a part of our wonderful Wednesday, Wednesday evening Bible study and prayer time that goes from 7.30 to 9 p.m. And you can join us either by Zoom or by telephone. And our associate minister, Reverend Dr. Lisa Autar, does a fantastic job of, of leading, leading that Bible study. Uh, we, we've had a great time studying the Word of God together from Daniel, the book of Daniel these days. And it's been uh, wonderful to see so many people contributing and participating. All right? You can also be renewed by, by joining us for our Saturday morning, Saturday morning prayer time from 9 a.m. till 12, by Zoom or by phone. And again, I want to thank Ernie Hall and the, the people who come together. Saturday mornings, you know, all those prayer requests that many of you submit, and we've we got two full pages. Okay, everyone is prayed for one by one, line by line, line by line, during that prayer time. All right? Um, your youth, your youth, can be spiritually, spiritually renewed by being a part, being a part of our Wednesday evening youth Bible study, Friday evening youth activity, uh, Sunday afternoon youth Sunday school class at 3 p.m. on Zoom with Cindy. By, by the way, <laughs> I have been, honestly, uh, Bobita, I have been so intrigued by the number of people who have loved to join, my wife Cindy, our youth director, who have loved to join Cindy in baking things on Friday evenings, online, online this past Friday evening. They were baking beautiful cupcakes. And, uh, you know, when I got home Friday night, I, I tasted one of my wife's cupcakes that she made in, in, in our kitchen, and uh, boy, they were good, real good. And uh, so I, I've actually been surprised, uh, some of you teens here. Uh, all right, all right, yes, uh, hand of appreciation there. So yes, I, I've been totally surprised how many teens uh, love to bake. So parents, parents, don't assume, don't assume your, your, uh, your children or your young people don't like to bake or cook, okay? It's been a discovery for me, and I think for my wife Cindy as well. All right, now also, your children... Your children, our children, can be renewed spiritually by joining our children's church time with Bree on Sunday afternoons at, at 2 p.m. by Zoom, okay? So, parents, connect your child to uh, our, our, our Zoom Bible 
lesson and worship time with our children, for our children today, Sundays at 2 p.m. With, with Bria. And they will be enriched there. I want to thank Bria for doing this week by week. Amen? And, and also, every Sunday morning, Bria, uh, Bria, along with Edna and Cindy, help, help register all of you here when you walk into the sanctuary or walk into the church building, okay? What, I'm, you know, what I've just talked about are just some of the ways by which you can be renewed spiritually. Just, just some. You could add to that list, I'm sure. All right, Let, let's talk a little bit about emotional. Talk a little bit about emotional renewal. Many times when you and I are discouraged, think about this now, we feel emotionally drained. Isn't that true? We feel emotionally drained. Well, how can you, how can you recover or how, how can you recharge your emotions? Now, the answer probably varies with all of us, but here are some emotional rechargers that probably apply to most of us, to most of us. To begin with, get rest and a good sleep. Very simple and basic, right? Get rest and a good sleep. Sometimes you and I can get very discouraged about something, but after you get some rest and especially a good sleep, it's amazing how much better things look. Isn't that true? Put your hand up. Some of you are applauding already. Some of you, yeah, put your hand up if that's what you found. Wow, wow. All right, all right. So there, you've already discovered that. All right, didn't even need for Pastor Nick to say that. <laughs> okay, that, that's, so, that's so true, isn't it? By the way, by the way, don't make major decisions. Don't make major decisions in your life when you are very tired and haven't had enough sleep, okay? Don't do that. Most times, or many times, those are going to be bad choices, bad decisions. Rest and sleep will often renew you emotionally and, of course, physically and mentally as well. All right. Now, I'm going to tell you something else which can renew you emotionally that maybe, <clears throat> maybe you haven't really thought about. And um, I, I think this will help you as well. And here's the truth. Notice the good. Notice the good in other people. Okay? Noticing the good in other people really helps me. I, I'm serious. I'm always serious. <laughs> yeah. Noticing the good in other people really, really helps me a lot. For example, last Sunday, I was very happy to see a particular gentleman in our church service for the first time since we opened up for in-person services on August the 1st. And when I saw him in the service from the platform, um, I was very happy, but I also wondered, I wondered how he got to church because due to medical reasons, I, I knew he was no longer able to drive. 
So I thought, this is wonderful. How did he get here? It wasn't, it wasn't until after church that I discovered that one of our other men in the church was thoughtful about giving him a ride. Isn't that marvelous? Okay. When I see the good in other people, such as being, being a help and a blessing to someone, in small ways or big ways, it renews me emotionally. And I believe it can do the same for you. Uh, recently, someone who, uh, who watched our church service on their computer or, or their television set, uh, whatever, however they watch, phoned me, phoned me through the week and said, Pastor, I heard you talk about wanting us to help with the Haiti earthquake relief efforts. And he said, very simply, he said, uh, how can I give, how can I give to help? Well, I explained to him how he could give through either e-transfer or that I was certainly happy to drop by, drop by and pick up uh, uh, his donation, and uh, exp I explained those things to him. And uh, anyway, in the end, he made he made a very generous donation towards our Haiti earthquake relief fund through e-transfer, through e-transfer. And and when I see when I see the good in people like that, whatever the amount given is. When I see the good of people thinking and saying, you know what, there's a catastrophe here. I want to help. My family wants to help. Uh, I, I need to help. That renews me. That restores my, my hope in people. Does that make sense? Right? Um, recently, I think it was maybe just last week, I, I, saw, I saw one of the fluorescent light bulbs Light fixtures stop working in a major part of the hallway downstairs in the church. I, I walk underneath that um, light all the time going to my office, our office area. And uh, I, I, remember, I remember thinking how most likely the ballast, the, you know, these uh, fluorescent light fixtures have this black box that's called a ballast. I remember thinking how the ballast must have worn out and, uh, and how uh, it was going to have to be changed by someone with some electrical knowledge. Well, just a, a few days later, after I noticed that it was not working, um, I noticed, I noticed uh, Patrick Brown of our congregation arriving at the church. And I saw Brother pa Patrick, um, and I just said, uh, Brother Patrick, what brings you here to the church today? Well, he told me he came to change the ballast on the light fixture that, that wasn't working. Our caretaker, Roy, had, had thoughtfully phoned and told Patrick about it. And Patrick volunteered to come over and do the electrical job necessary. And so when I see things like that, and I see the good in people... Folks just wanting to be a blessing, wanting to help. That renews me. It encourages me. Amen? Amen. Amen. Uh, on a recent Sunday, our volunteer lead sound room operator, Raven, had initially planned to be away that particular Sunday. 
Now, I was very concerned about us not having enough technical support for that particular Sunday, but I did not. I did not want to ask Raven to consider changing her plans because she had arranged with me about a month earlier that she, she was going to be away. I came to church that Sunday somewhat on a, on a wing and a prayer. On a wing and a prayer, hoping we would be okay technically. And that Sunday, as the technical team started to set up, and as the worship team warmed up, lo and behold, I saw. I saw Raven in the sanctuary. And I wondered, I wondered what happened, because I knew that she had been scheduled to be away. And after the church service, I discovered that although she had planned to be away, when she heard of how many other technicians were going to be away, for good reasons, for good reasons, she said to herself, something like this, she said to herself, you know what, I, I better change my plans and not be away from my home church because too many of us technicians are going to be absent. Amen? When I see the, the thoughtfulness and the goodness in people like Raven, that, that does what? That renews, that renews me emotionally. All right? It renews me. Go ahead, give Raven another hand there, okay? Uh, she, uh, yeah, she's back there operating the main soundboard once again and uh, training, helping to train someone else. And uh, by the way, by, by the way, she didn't ask me to say this, but this is a sideline here. Uh, about six months ago, I became aware that the main computer that Raven works on in our office, sending you all the, all the newsletters and all that stuff, uh, she, she, um, she kind of let me know that the main computer was causing a lot of problems, has become very slow, and that we were going to have to replace it at some point. Well, and anyway, she's been very patient. She's been very patient. But I told her, I said, Raven, right now, we got to wait. We got to wait. Um, and uh, the, bottom, the bottom line is, the bottom line is, well, you know, I said, Raven, right now, we can't afford to get a new computer for the office. But, but if there's someone listening today, someone in the sanctuary, some viewer, if anyone wants to donate about $2,500 for a new computer so Raven can better do her job as our office administrator, I'm sure she would be blessed by that. Raven, would you be blessed by that? <laughs> okay, uh, okay. Anyway, I just put it out there in case someone wants to donate a new computer to the church. It's going to be, she told me it'll cost around $2,500. Anyway, all right. So, so we have said, we have said that for emotional renewal, here's what can help us. Rest and good sleep can assist, right? Uh, noticing the good in other people can help, correct? Now, here's another idea. Here's another helpful idea. Talking things out with a good listener. Stick with me now. 
Talking things out with a good listener. The listener could be, could be your parents, a trusted friend, a trusted children's leader, or a trusted youth leader, or a pastor, or a counselor. Many times you will find yourself emotionally renewed just by talking with someone who really cares and takes the time to listen to you. Amen. I heard the amens. How true that is. Here's another idea that can help you renew emotionally. Here's another one. You probably haven't thought about or talked about this in this way. And here it is. Get into vitamin N. Get into vitamin N. For many years, I have personally found that walking, hiking, or riding a bike through nature really helps me to restore or renew me emotionally. And one of my favorite things to do is to walk along a path uh, along Lake Ontario, um, uh, not far from where we live. And, and sometimes, sometimes I'll walk, watch, and pray. I'll walk, watch, and pray. And other times, I'll just, I'll just tune in to the birds chirping uh, away in the trees, and I'll tune into the waves of the lake just crashing, crashing uh, on, on the land there along the shoreline. And recently, recently, I happen, I happen to uh, to read an article called uh, "Nature's Nurture." Okay, it's called "Nature's Nurture" that that really helped me, that really helped me better understand why I find it so emotionally. Uh, refreshing being in nature, okay? Now, listen to this for a little bit. Just, I'm not going to read the long part, uh, but just listen, listen a, a, a little bit to, to this article, okay? Because uh, th there's so much truth in it, and it applies to everyone here in the sanctuary and, and to our, our viewers, okay? Uh, it's called Nature's Nurture. Walking, Hiking, swimming, and cycling all provide physical benefits. But did you know that simply, simply spending time outdoors, no matter where you live, can also have a huge impact on your overall well-being? Did you know that? And he says, we gathered, we gathered expert insights and tips to help you reap the benefits of health-building nature experiences. Here it is. Misty Pratt struggled with anxiety and depression for many years until she finally found respite and relief in the woods. Pratt discovered the restorative powers of nature about 10 years ago when she and her husband Tom moved into a home that backed onto a ravine. I didn't like being in forests and I was scared of bears, recalls Pratt, a research coordinator at Children's Hospital of Eastern Ontario in Ottawa. However, during short walks in the woods, first with her children and then alone, Pratt noticed her breathing growing relaxed and the tension in her body melting away. And now she gets out for a walk every morning for 45 minutes. Taking deep breaths of fresh air, I was able to let it all go. 
Walking, cal walking calms my brain. It's mindfulness. You're able to focus on the steps or breaths you're taking, she says. I've seen foxes, coyotes, rabbits, beavers, and a snowy owl. There's something special about connecting with living things. Many of us spend too much time indoors in front of a screen or other electronic devices. To offset this, healthcare experts say getting some vitamin N, getting some vitamin N for nature can reduce stress and insomnia, boost energy, and revitalize health. A growing body of research links exposure to nature with therapeutic benefits. Isn't that good? Amen? Right. Okay. For you uh, viewers, there were a bunch of people clapping. Uh, the clapping isn't always picked up by the microphone because, because uh, at this point only my little microphone is on here. All right. This, my friends... This is a great time, all right, September, the fall. It's a great time to get into the, the local parks, the walking trails, bicycling trails before winter comes. And even during winter, you can still do a lot of outdoor activities, and there are blessings to that as well. So take some time, more time, for, for vitamin <laughs> N. Take some time for vitamin N for nature and it will help you prevent and overcome discouragement. So, here are just a few pictures of some nature scenes that might give you uh, a help and, and be a little bit of an emotional boost, I hope. All right, enjoy these few pictures for a moment. Some of you appreciate good photography. <laughs> nature, nature. All right. Here's another way, another means by which you and I can be helped and renewed, refreshed, however you want to put it. Okay. Now, I really want you to, to stick with me on this so that you get it. Uh, otherwise, some of you will say, 
Why, why did Pastor Nick say what he said there? How does that, how does that connect with being renewed and refreshed? All right? So li listen carefully. Here's another way. The commitment, the commitment and sacrifice of nurses, doctors, other medical staff, workers in seniors' homes, okay, workers in staff in emergency services, um, their commitment and sacrifice can also emotionally encourage and renew all of us. Now, some of you are thinking, how can that be, Pastor Nick? How can that be? Here's how. Here's how. I was thinking of how ever since COVID-19 started about one and a half years ago here in Canada, there have been, there have been thousands of doctors and nurses and other medical people and staff members and seniors' homes and frontline workers, emergency services workers. There have been all these dear people who have gone to their jobs every day not knowing, not knowing if they will catch COVID from a patient in the hospital or catch COVID from a resident in, in a senior's home or a nursing home or, or, or a patient that the ambulance drivers pick up to take to the hospital who are sick. Many of these doctors and many of these nurses and seniors' home staff and emergency services staff, many of them have worked at different times. They have worked 70, 80 hours or more, 70, 80 hours a week to help people who became ill with COVID. And not only that, not only that, but because many of these frontline workers were concerned that perhaps they might bring COVID home to their, to their family members, okay? Many of them have slept somewhere else in, in, in the hospital or in the senior's home or at a hotel. They've rented hotels to, uh, to, to, to not potentially transfer the COVID if they had picked it up, to not have COVID be transferred to their family members at home to not jeopardize the health of their husband, wife, or, or children. And then, then some frontline workers who did not go home stayed, stayed in a single, who did go home, but they ended up staying in a, in a single room, single room of their, of their house, isolated from the rest of the family, again for the purpose of trying to protect their family members just in case they had become carriers of a covid as a result of direct contact with COVID patients. My friends, think about it. There have been doctors and nurses and other hospital staff and seniors home staff and others who, ha who have died, who have died from COVID as a result of trying to help COVID-infected people. Now, when you, when you and I think, when we think of the commitment and sacrifices of nurses, doctors, seniors, home staff, and other frontline workers. If you and I stop and think about it, it can emotionally renew us. 
It can emotionally renew us just knowing, just knowing that, that there have been and there are very dedicated people like these dear ones who have been there to help people who became sick with COVID. Amen? Amen? Yes, yes. That's inspiring. The crazy thing is, in recent months, there have been anti-vaccine people protesting in front of hospitals, and that, that to me is totally ridiculous. It is ridiculous, doesn't accomplish anything. All it causes is discouragement among, among doctors, nurses, and other hospital staff. All right? And sometimes, you know, you've heard, you've heard about some radio or TV personalities, some radio personalities, for example, who have been very, very vocal about being anti-vaxxers, anti, they've been anti-vaccines. And one of those was Mark Bernier, who, who was a very, um, who was a very um, high-profile radio person in, in the States. Well, I just read last night, Mark Bernier, who had been repeatedly uh, speaking out against the vaccines, who had been repeatedly um, making fun of, of people who were taking the vaccines, Mark Bernier died from COVID. He spent, I think, almost the last month in hospital being treated the one who had been telling people not to get vaccinated. He got vaccinated, or rather he, he uh, got hospitalized on October, August the 7th, August the 7th, and I think right at the end of the month, he died from COVID. My friends, all of these things happen, have been happening, and we need to have a, a great appreciation for those who have worked and continue to work as frontline, frontline staff to help in the battle against COVID. A few months ago, I mentioned this before, a few months ago, early summer, my youngest brother became very ill with COVID. My brother had been refusing. He had been refusing to get vaccinated, and then he got COVID. He told me he had no choice but to go to the hospital because he could hardly breathe. He could hardly breathe as COVID got worse. I had dealt. I had dealt and I had enough experience with COVID patients to know that there was a serious possibility that my youngest brother might not survive COVID. I remember, I thought... I thought about my brother's seven-year-old son. I thought about that little boy of his and the very close relationship that he had with his daddy. I thought about that little boy maybe growing up without his biological father. Now the good news, the good news is my brother survived covid and was able to go home after six days of intensive treatment in the hospital. I believe he primarily recovered because of our family's prayers and the prayers of our Rosewood congregation 
and the excellent care, the excellent care of the doctors and nurses at the Michael Guerin Hospital, formerly known as the Toronto East General Hospital on Coxwell here in Toronto. My brother, my brother said to me, he said, Brother Nick, listen now. This is basically what he said to me. He said, Brother Nick, it is incredible. He said, it is incredible how hard the doctors and nurses worked to save my life and to try to save the lives of so many other COVID patients in the hospital where I was at. He said this. He said, I could. He said, I could not have asked for the doctors and nurses to do more for me than what they did. My friends, when you and I think of the commitment and sacrifice of all frontline workers against COVID, it can emotionally renew us. It can emotionally renew us just knowing that there, there have been and there are very dedicated people like the ones I have talked about who have been there to help people who have become sick with COVID. And to those of you, to those of you in the sanctuary here, and to you viewers online, would you stand, please? I want to ask you here in the sanctuary, would you stand, would you stand and just applaud, just applaud the doctors, the nurses, the seniors' home staff, and the emergency services workers, the frontline staff. Amen. 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 It's been a long time since we ourselves here have expressed appreciation. All right, remain standing, remain standing, remain standing. Now, ideally, ideally, I would like to invite those of you who are frontline workers, and we have a bunch of you here in the sanctuary today. Uh, I, I would like to invite you frontline workers, staff, to come to the platform, but I really can't. I really can't because we have to keep everyone at least six feet apart, okay? to prevent COVID, obviously, to help uh, make sure it doesn't spread. Uh, and hopefully no one obviously has it. Hopefully no one has it here in the sanctuary. Um, and so I'm not going to ask, I'm not going to ask you to come forward, okay? But, uh, but I, 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 just, I just want us to have this great sense of, of, of appreciation. And you know what? You know what? Okay, I'm not going to ask... Uh, uh, all of you, all of you to come, but how about if we just have one, one, one nurse, for example, one nurse, quickly, just have one nurse, and uh, I see Park here, he works with emergency services, uh, Park, why don't you come, stand there, stand there, as representatives, just come, come, one of the nurses, doctors, someone else, just come, uh, don't be shy, don't be shy, come on up, come on up, just quickly, just come up quickly, all right, all right, all right. So uh, let's just uh, let's just just pray. Let's just pray, okay? All right. Let's just pray, okay. Heavenly Father, we truly want to express our gratitude to all of our frontline workers. We thank you, dear God, for the medical teams, the people, the people on the street, and those in the hospitals, and those in the seniors' homes, nursing nursing homes. 
who have, who have uh, been doing their best, their best, to help thousands of people who have been afflicted with COVID. And we're talking, Lord, not only about people here in Toronto. We're talking, we're thinking of people all across this nation of Canada, all across the U.S., all across the many other countries, Lord, where, where COVID has been such a threat. Oh, God, we express appreciation. And just thinking about, just thinking about the dedication, thinking about the dedication of these dear people and their sacrifice over these last uh, 18 months or so, Lord, that encourages us, or at least it encourages me and, and motivates me to be, to be uh, uh, encouraged and to have my spirits lifted knowing of these dear people who have been giving of their best for the rest of our society. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.